Hi, it's Jesse, the founder of MaxFun, coming to you from the microphone at my home office where I am socially segregating. So we promised you a MaxFun drive this week, but things haven't exactly gone how we expected. So given the pandemic, we're going to postpone this year's drive. Uh, events are still fluid, so we're hesitant to give you specifics about new dates. Right now, we have late April penciled into our calendars. We'll keep you posted about that. As it stands, a lot of our drive machinery was already cranked up. So for one thing, you might hear a reference or two to the drive in our shows, which might have been recorded before we made this decision. And uh, here is some good news. There's a bunch of great bonus content available for all of our MaxFund members. If you're a member and you missed the email with instructions on how to listen, check your spam folder or log in at MaximumFun.org manage. Uh, also at MaximumFun.org manage, you can change your membership if your circumstances have changed. We know this is a tough time for a lot of people and we understand. You can also go to MaximumFun.org slash join at any time if you'd like to become a member. During the next couple of weeks, what would have been the drive, we're going to do our best to be extra available to you. Uh, we've got some streaming events planned, some social media stuff. We know a lot of folks are isolated right now, and we want to help provide comfort in the best ways that we know how. You can follow us on social media, and we'll let you know what's up. During this tough time, I have been feeling really grateful for my community of colleagues here at MaxFun and for you, the folks who make our work possible, goofy as that work may sometimes be. Stay safe out there. We're thinking of you. Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 364 of the JV Club with my wonderful guest, Alexis. If you are a uh, fan of her podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Then you're already very familiar with her. She has some other wonderful projects that I'm excited for you to check out. And I really enjoyed this uh, episode. For me, whether it matters or not, this was definitely like a much needed break and some sort of <laughs> just like a lovely kind of place to breathe and talk about something um, pleasant and learn something about, you know, a new friend. And um, we definitely talk about kind of the state of affairs today, but I'm trying to keep it positive. Um, listen, I, I like you, I'm sure I'm feeling just sort of in shock in one moment and worried the next moment and hopeful and confident in further moments. And it all sort of boomerangs around and it's a little exhausting. So um, we talk about that a little on the episode, but I just wanted to send love out to every one of you. And um, that's it. I'm like getting emotional in this intro. Uh, it's just been an interesting, been an interesting couple of weeks. And uh, I feel very lucky to be part of a community, not just with this podcast, but with the Max Fun Network that I think is uh, uncommonly gracious, kind, considerate, possibly more anxious. I know I am <laughs> because of all those other things. Um, so, uh, keep calm, carry on. I can't believe I just said that, but that's what we're at. I mean, we're literally at the place where I am saying, keep calm and carry on. 
I can't believe it. Uh, sending you such good vibes. Now I'm saying such good vibes. I got to stop this intro before things go crazy. I'm going to start saying like cowabunga, dude. Um, so I'm going to end it there. Sending my best. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. I found in like listening to crows sort of do that <laughs> clicking sound they do yeah. at each other was like oh the crows don't give a shit that's so no great. I, yeah I was just gonna say the exact same thing like they could not care less oh it's just such, it's like the you find the buoyancy in like amid <laughs> all of the weight and like in these tiny places which you know of course is like not surprising but it's surprising the value that that has yeah in those moments and like I, I felt bad because it's like oh you're finally home for a while but then it was raining oh, God, so I, I was like oh I'm sorry bud but we're actually not gonna go on like a big I long walk or know, anything <laughs> I know this was a good today's good today's got that like nip in the air you yeah. know the sort of clouds passing over what feels like a, a clean fresh day but I know <laughs> that the rain I mean imagine well don't you know what that's the problem part of it is like <laughs> I I like trust me everybody I'm doing very little other than worrying about everyone else everywhere all the time so yes. that's part of the kind of like self-care stuff that I think is such a hard thing to just like switch into switch into some mode that you've never had yeah, to switch also into like, on this level before I haven't been home that long this shouldn't feel that different but it's just like <laughs> I, I cannot go outside I will not <laughs> I know I know and then you know the sort of second wave of the first wave is like yes we're gonna all protect you know the the more the the more vulnerable people to mm -hmm. this illness and like that feels it feels so important it is so important but then the second wave of oh my god what about all of us who work in a gig economy and the money and the bills and yeah. the this and the financial disaster and the this like that's its whole that's a whole other feels like a second disease you <laughs> Definitely. know it's like oh okay like, right 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 this is it's all it's that too like wow this is a lot yeah because yeah, even if, if if the whole thing you know if all the sickness just disappears overnight like there's still gonna be a ton of things to deal with yeah you know but see mm -hmm. chaos but also yeah not chaos so it's no. gonna be okay gonna there's be like okay. this dark part of me that's like kind of excited well, and I think I, I appreciate you saying that because I think, too, there is um, and, you know, I and I've said this before and I always feel like I have to apologize for it on the, the podcast when yeah. when I'm like, it's not that I'm wishing other people to be in my situation, but no. it, there is something profoundly different about knowing that we are all in trouble together then and, yeah. and obviously like there's a vast difference between you know the poor and the rich and all of that stuff yeah. of course that's that's like why this is so gut-wrenching and scary and hard but there is a sense of like oh I'm like at least I don't feel like I'm locked in a room of my own problems yeah. that no one can yeah. get into you know 
like the thing that I am stressing about is a thing that everyone is stressing about. Absolutely. Which feels good. Absolutely. And terrible. In a way. Yeah, in a way. Well, yeah, it's like that. there's something. And, and again, it's like no one's saying let's celebrate what's happening. It, I, but I think no. the idea of finding finding those moments again that's the same kind of feeling of like god i you know if there's something to take comfort in and it it get it gets you through the day and it and you and it lets you connect with other people and be helpful and be of service and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um even even as you take care of yourself because that you can't take care of other people if you're not taking care of yourself yeah. um and that's like a big reminder that i that i feel like i need and that i need i need to hear and i think other people need to hear so just i'll, I'll just hit pause on the whole conversation and say hey guys <laughs> everybody who's listening like i think it's really hard to you know if you're a good person i think there are so many empathetic wonderful intelligent sweet good people who listen to you know in particular frankly the max fund network it's just uh-huh. a full of people who have so much love and who mm-hmm. possibly have so much anxiety and all those things <laughs> kind of go hand in hand that that the second you start to worry about yourself you beat up on yourself for yeah. taking the time to worry about yourself like what so many other people you got to take care of you you mm-hmm. you need to take care of yourself and therefore be available and strong and supportive to help other people as well so and also don't feel bad for if you're if you're not writing your screenplay right now or your book that you promised you'd work on when you had time like it's fine like just watch tv it's fine agree more i couldn't agree more this (laughs) is yeah this is trauma i mean this is this is trauma like nobody needs to suddenly feel like they're going to be amazingly productive or they're gonna you know what what am i missing because i'm not cranking out this that and the other thing or i'm not like like if you're an emotional if you're a hypersensitive person you're feeling the shock waves every day in a different way and it's okay to just really take care of yourself and 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 look out for yourself and the people you care about and mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're a good person like you're going to get into some big picture stuff no matter what so yeah. don't worry that you're a bad person because i you're not <laughs> you're just not, you're just not. oh yeah. woman yeah <sighs> Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, but the dogs are just sort of like, hey, let's, I mean, I think yeah. for me, the dogs were like, oh, there are so many more dogs out on a weekday than <laughs> usual. This is fascinating. Look at all this hubbub of activity because people really are sort of taking advantage of um, being Los Angelinos and having mm-hmm. a fair amount of, you know, outdoorsy stuff that they can do in this time of year. And people, I mean, that, that was fun to see. Like, I saw so many people today who were walking like I'm like gonna cry who were like like (laughs) like clearly friends who weren't couples who were walking like eight feet apart who went on a hike together but like they would go into single file you know at a distance so other people could pass and I was like oh my gosh social distancing they're hiking together but they're staying (laughs) 10 feet away like oh it just it just felt those sorts of moments, again, so small, but like it made me so happy that yeah. they, that someone said, I really need to see someone. I need to be around someone, yet I 100% respect, you know, 
taking these rules very, very seriously. So I, I'm going to see my friend and we're going to kind of holler at each other once in a while, (laughs) but like just exist together outside. (laughs) It was so encouraging to me. (laughs) Hey, look at this tree. It's really cool. (laughs) I can't see it. You're pointing at something that's close to you. Therefore it's too far away for me. Okay, well, when you get 10 feet further, look this way. I'll I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Where where are you from originally, Alexis? Like, where where Uh, are... You know what's fun? I'm also from Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Did I know that? I know. I I didn't know that until when you sent that email earlier. I was like, ah, me too. Yeah. Where in Arizona are you from? Um, I grew up in Sedona. Oh, my God. You grew up in Sedona. What a wonderful thing to be able to say. I know it's nice. And then I went to school in Tucson to college. Oh, so you went to the UVA. Yeah. So you and I yeah. basically swapped places because I went to NAU for the first two and a half years. Oh, that's so, so funny. <laughs> so I was down in Sedona like every possible weekend I could be. Yes. Um, which, by the way, I'm not saying like how wonderful for you to be able to say you're from Sedona, like like because you have to think it's the best place in the world, but be, <laughs> but rather because everyone in the world thinks it's the best place in the world. Definitely. So it's one of those it's, places where people are like, oh my God, you're from Sedona. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, being from Sedona might be different than like staying in a beautiful <laughs> hotel in Sedona. Yeah. Like I'm, I allow for very much allow that for that possibility. Um, is that, is that yeah, kind of true? Do you feel a yes, little bit like 100%. it's normal for me, guys? The Red Rocks are normal for me you know I yeah yeah I didn't like now when I go back I'm like holy shit it's pretty here like I did not notice when I was living here I I mean I knew but it's like you just get used to it and like you know like being a teenager somewhere beautiful and being a teenager anywhere else like you're still you're still an angsty teen you don't care if there's pretty rocks around like for sure or they're there for you when you are you know yeah when you're connect like we used to go in high school we would drive out to gates pass and watch the sunset mm-hmm. and all that and like yes that was i think those were moments where the purpose of us doing that was because we did want to appreciate how beautiful mm-hmm. the 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 saguaros are and how beautiful the desert is but you know on a summer day when you're driving past your 200th saguaro on speedway (laughs) you know and you're like dying of heat because your car doesn't have air conditioner you're not going to be thinking how extraordinary the desert is (laughs) no exactly and like in Sedona the traffic gets really bad in in like uh tourist season sure which is like such a funny thing to say from LA but it really does yeah um well it's and it's not equipped it's like one lane basically goes through the city so yeah there's one road and then if there's more than 12 people on it there's traffic that's right um, that's right so yeah so like growing up you'd just be like why is everyone here like this is my place a hundred percent a hundred percent what uh what what drew your family to such that you would be born and raised in Sedona if there is a specific thing or if it's just totally there it's very funny honestly um my dad is a hot air balloon pilot Oh God! So, you just I know. keep the heat. The hits keep on coming. I, I mean, know. I always get like, when I have to say it, I go, "Oh no, here we go!" Like it's such a. It sounds fake, but yeah, my mom was an artist, and then she, my mom, like bounced careers a bunch. But um, originally, she moved from Pittsburgh to the Grand Canyon to paint there and then eventually wound up in Sedona and then I don't know became a real estate agent for a while and then worked in retail and then you know yeah all over the place but 
Is that it's, but it, well, so I think what we're saying is you knew that you were going to have to answer to me two, th- two about two parents who 100% belonged in Sedona. Like, you told, like there's nothing <laughs> yes. about it that's like, oh no, actually my dad repairs the Jeeps that people yeah, take out yeah, on tours. I, like, exactly. yes, it's connected to what you think it's connected to, but not in the sort of like a wonderful hokey way that you might be hoping <laughs> yes. for. No, let me pro- go ahead and provide you with my mom's yeah, an artist and my dad's a hot air balloon pilot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, don't worry it's gonna it, the hits keep coming like that's the only thing that would be better if it was like they own a crystal shop but. totally <laughs> totally he he grows he grows sage uh grows yeah. the sage and dries the bundles and sells the bundles on the roadside god uh, um you no, probably I met feel, yeah i'm sure oh i'm sure i'm please uh he's we call him the sage man um yes. yeah that's that's uh that's so funny. Yeah, we. I really do feel a kinship with you immediately because isn't it? There's something, and there's something about, like I think, and and I'm curious about how you felt about Tucson and going to the U of A because I did have the relationship to other places in Arizona where I was able to kind of check out of my ho humness once I was able to mm-hmm. leave the place I was born and raised, and I really did have a different kind of appreciation for. Flagstaff and for Sedona and yeah. obviously it's easy for me to say that because those are places again that everyone is like what a wonderful little town <laughs> yes. what a great but um but they were still Arizona and they were still places I'd been my whole life but I mm-hmm. think even just the taking having the like authority of realizing hey I'm in charge of myself right now on a new level you know obviously it's not the same as adulthood but just making the choice like I'm going to the U of A there's a different feeling that comes along with making that decision unless it was just totally made for you no no it was that you can go like I own this city in a different way yeah I like I I love Tucson like when I go back to I try and visit Tucson as much as I go home to Sedona truthfully like that is I think now my kind of second home yeah great and I think it's yeah it's like what you're talking about where it's like well this you know Sedona is beautiful but it was you know given to me whereas I decided to be in Tucson and make a life there and like I'll you know all of my friends are still not all but a lot of my friends are still there yeah and also just I mean my god the food in Tucson is it's so good it feels like a a secret weren't you like was it hard when you came to uh, California because you I, I mean I I really had to adjust mm-hmm. to Mexican food being so yes. very very different Ugh, and it's, I was and it's delicious but I well yeah I mean there's like when it's good it's good but I don't have a yes. ton of places that and I'm sure they exist I'm sure I'm going to get a million texts I and know. emails and tweets that are like are you kidding me you need to go here 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 and here <laughs> But, you know, there's just a, a the, and, and people say the same thing about, you know, I lived in San Francisco forever and, and this difference between San Francisco Mexican food and Los oh, Angeles yeah. Mexican food, like it's all, there's, there's such different approaches. I think like, there are definitely approaches and also I just think like, for me, the, the, the shitty Mexican food places in Tucson were better than the shitty Mexican food places here. Right. <laughs> like the standards were just a little bit higher and so I came here and I was like you guys don't heat the tortillas around the burrito like (laughs) I mean I know I'm gonna get in so much trouble for saying this Uh, just that's it's cool just uh two non-hispanic uh girls talking about just being snobby about Mexican food in in a tri-city area no big deal (laughs) 
I just I wasn't expecting it. I thought it would just be just as good, and it was different. Okay, it's different. It's not shitty. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, how long have you been here? I've been here since twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like five years. For a, a good a good chunk, but not like oh my gosh, I've yeah. been here ten years or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah. That 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 experience of of feeling that um, pride in Tucson is it it is something that I think a lot of I'm sure a lot of kind of mid sized cities have. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it, it, Tucson is one of those places that what what is magical about it i think i've never i really truly have never felt or seen in any other place and i again i'm sure that's like everyone (laughs) probably feels that way but i've lived now in several cities and there's just something i don't know there's something there's just something again like sedona amazing people people call it out for being this kind of you know spiritual mecca and 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 all of that um but yeah, I think the wildness of Tucson, yeah, uh, and 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 the fact that somehow when I go home, I really don't say, "Wow, this place is so different." Like it's really changed, <laughs> you know. Considering yeah. the time that's passed, and considering that it kind of grows outward, but because it's in that basin of mountain ranges, it's mm-hmm. this massive city. But in terms of feeling like very sprawled out for the um, actual population, but somehow it's not filling in, which is great. Do you know what I mean? There's no sense of like, Oh, now we're really living on top of each other because it's in a basin and you can only build out so far. Like it's sort of, it feels like somehow there's this agreement and maybe there was a legal agreement. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. yeah, we're just not going to keep adding stuff to the empty space. Like the empty space yeah. is kind of stayed empty for 40 years. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty. No, impressive. and I think there's like, I love the, like, <laughs> this is, is just going to be a, a love story to Tucson, but that's right. like the, um, the community feeling of Tucson everything is so like I think partially due to people like like Bookman's and like these kind of like staples and like even Buffalo Exchange started there like they're just these like you know like they're just these little like little businesses that like create the larger community that like make me so happy absolutely and like I just you know Sedona is, is beautiful but it's also like there's so many hyper wealthy people kind of controlling it and it's so like like maybe people know this but um it is the only mcdonald's with uh not yellow arches it has teal arches i do know you've got to preserve you you can have a mcdonald's but it has to still but it must preserve the yeah it has to preserve the architectural uh, standards of yes. the, of the colors of Sedona, which on at first glance you're like, oh, that's great, but then you sort yeah. of start to dig into your like, wait a minute, something about this started like, wait, what's all? Why yeah, is there a McDonald's if that's important? <laughs> like, wait, hold yes. on, like, what are we what yeah. are we actually doing here? Like, yeah. So I think a little bit of that is gone in Tucson, where it's like, yeah, it's like you know, it's it's a community. Everyone's like trying to help each other and make a, a cool place to live, and it feels nice being back there. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Together, we're The Flophouse. A podcast where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. 
movies like Space Hobos, Into the Outer Reaches of the Unknown and the Things That We Don't Know, the movie, and also, who's that grandma? Zazzle Zippers, Breakdown 2, and Backhanded Compliment. Elvis is a policeman. Baby Crocodile and the Happy Twins. Leftover Potatoes? Station Wagon 3. Herbie Goes to Hell. New episodes available every other Saturday. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye. How big was your high school in Sedona? Was it like, uh, <laughs> a, a, was it a sort of you went to school with all the same kids or did the, yeah. the schools start introducing more and more wider communities? And was it, mm. it was it kind of like, hey, everybody, we've known each other forever? Yeah, we. I know. Like my graduating class, I think there were 100 people. Uh, and then there were 500 people in my high school total. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So pretty small. <laughs> like <laughs> pretty small. Did you, uh, uh, what were the, did you have a sense of kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm hemmed in by where I am and what's being offered to me or, or is the sort of, is there an upside to Sedona having the sort of like imported nouveau, uh, (laughs) you know, intellectual artistic is it like no we had a wonderful theater program because as small as it is you know these types of people are drawn here and so that was a priority for for the school system and stuff like that oh like definitely the latter like even you know it's I was so I remember I was actually thinking about this uh because I was listening to some episodes of the show and I was like what was I like what was it like really and my class in particular, everyone was so nice. Like, we didn't really have cliques in my class. Mm-hmm. Um, but to the point where I, like, it would kind of bother me. Where I'd be like, not everyone is this nice, right? Like, so, some of us don't <laughs> like each other. Like, I started to be like, wait, like, that can't be real. Um, and so I think the cliques would kind of form on that. Where it's like some people were just like... <sighs> annoyingly nice uh-huh. <laughs> like which That's i like amazing. now i'm like oh like to the point where you've yeah did you did you feel like there was a lack of sincerity or did you just feel like there was something like something suspicious about I, it so felt many suspicious. people all being this? <laughs> okay. it felt, like did you watch um the circle that netflix show oh no god oh. i keep forget i forgot to and then you know, it's one of those things that doesn't come up for my algorithm for some reason or other. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't come up. So I have to really seek it out. And and I'm, and, and I keep forgetting because you get so used to things on Netflix just popping up for you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm wait, it didn't down. tell me to watch it. I mean, if you don't know the premise, it's like it's sort of like the real world where they all live in a house together, but they never actually interact. It's all over a social media platform. Oh, right. And so some of it is like, could be catfishing or like some, yes. of, some of it could be, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And there's, um, towards the end and like new people get brought in, um, and you kind of vote people off as you go. And like, whoever is the most popular basically wins the show by the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was this moment where someone new comes in and there's like, all of these people are like, hey welcome to the family like we love each other so much we're so happy and he was like this is weird like you guys <gasps> this is weird you I don't don't welcome me yet you don't know me and I right, was like oh, right. that's what it's like being in Sedona <laughs> where you're Interesting. like what 
And like now I'm, you know, I've since been like, now people were a little bit more real. I think we were all just, everyone's parents were yoga instructors. And like, (laughs) there was just a certain way that I'm like, okay, it's fine now. That's really funny though. The only thing I can compare that to is the Mormon church, because that is how (laughs) like going to church with my mom no matter where you go if you're Mormon like you're going to be brought in as if there's you know that just immediate sense of trust of like your family your family but you're like I'm not family you don't know me I could be a murderer like there's a there's a sense of unease about it which I think is you know (laughs) I feel like in true crime Mormonism keeps rearing its head like it's all it feels like so recent at least recently and maybe you I don't know how many Mormons you came across in Sedona because that's probably like not super Mormony but Arizona definitely has a very large number of Mormons in general and I, I, I lately I really feel like every time I hear about somebody who was taken horribly advantage of to where everyone's like how could they be so naive in my mind I shrink up and wince and like prepare to find out they were LDS like I'm like oh no please don't let it be like another nice like naive Mormon person (laughs) like it's heartbreaking yeah they were just so trusting right away oh gosh yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely and so so were there class like did the curriculum uh reflect that those sorts of like slightly more hippie for lack of a better word sensibilities of you know art classes and dance and music and theater and stuff like that um in a way that that maybe wouldn't exist except in like a shishi private school in other cities. Yeah, I think I think most of the curriculum was the same because unfortunately it's still an Arizona school, so it wasn't well funded. Mm, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But uh, however, I think just the teachers themselves. Like looking back now, I'm like, oh my god, that was hilarious. My, I love him. My art teacher, Mr. Warsom, uh, was just like classic like Bob Ross style hippie art teacher Mm -hmm. and he would be like in class would be like look you know I know some of you are gonna want to smoke marijuana cigarettes oh um in in order to be like to be more successful in this class I understand that that helps some people and if you really need to like please do it um like before class and not during Oh my gosh. Uh, and he was just like, he was very much like, um, and also look, if you're not enjoying this current assignment, if it's not speaking to you, like we can do something else. Let's work on something else. If you're not enjoying sculpting, like let's get you some paper. Let's, let's work on anything else. Um, and he, he named, he had a daughter and he named her Aspen Sunflower. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, adorable. I know. I just, but also, <sighs> yeah, also like, uh oh, this might be a situation where you find out quickly that kids shouldn't be given that many choices, or they'll just. Oh no! Like, right? <laughs> it'll, it'll, you know. There's a. I think there's. I think that that if you're, if you have like the whole sort of Montessori system gets a bad rap because it 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 feels maybe systemless to people who mm-hmm. grew up in like very rigorous. But I feel like there's nuances that unless you're inside that system, you don't know what they are, and possibly <laughs> like telling a group of just regular public school students. <laughs> Like, hey, d- hey, let's groove on something else. Hey, I'm opening yes. it up to you guys. Like, what do you guys want to do? Might, in fact, not go the way <laughs> yeah. that you want it to. But also, like, d- how did that affect the behavior of 
the high school students, because if there's a sense of permissiveness or if there's a sense of, oh, kids, we all dropped acid when we were your age, so we're not going to freak out if you do. Like you could see mm-hmm. how that could breed very kind of conservative, embarrassed of their parents' kids, or it could just kind of do the thing that the parents would hope that it would do, which is like, yeah, you know, it wasn't nobody was like going crazy rebelliously because for the most part, the community was not something that you would like strongly violently rebel against with like sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yeah. You know, I think it's like fully 50 50. I think it like really worked for some kids. Like I think they were just like, yeah, I don't know. My mom doesn't really care if we smoke weed, but like also like I'd like to go to college. So I'm going to do my homework. Like, yeah. Whereas other kids, I think, and honestly, this is kind of, I'm just thinking about this now. It seems like the ones that, um, like kind of a weed versus alcohol thing hmm, where I think the ones that were maybe too permissive on drinking, like didn't have that same vibe now that I'm and this is just fully me thinking about it, but where it would just be like, yeah, they, they ended up, they went to ASU and they just, you know, I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> they're around. <laughs> I love that you, like, the fact that you managed to casually drop in a slight on ASU <laughs> is so Arizona. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not saying anything, but, like, if you are if you know what I mean, then you know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because I have friends who went to ASU who are, like, great students and, like, had a really uh-huh. good experience. But they are, but unfortunately, when you grow up conditioned to have a disdain for something like it's so because because the fact that I mean people think it's so funny that I am disdainful of ASU as if I went to the U of A because they're always like oh you must have gone to U of A I'm like no I didn't go to the U of A they're like what's your problem then they're not scum devils to you and I'm like um thanks I went I grew up going to U of A sports with my dad so yeah so actually it's so funny it's no you're right those rivalries are so they seem so quaint when yes. you leave an area and you're like, you know, you could sort of look back and go like, that just seems adorable. It is like, and also some of my like absolute smartest friends went to ASU. Yeah, and totally. Like, so <laughs> there's not actually anything, but they're like, you definitely like see it like the, like at least at my high school, it's like, oh, the kids that super like to party, they all went to ASU. Like, well, there you go. You, like, I can't. And then like also some very smart kids, but like. There was just a horde of them that were like, that's well, that where might, we're going. Yeah, that might be one of those, like, there may be schools where, and again, uh, yes, this is true of many, many schools, everyone. I'm not saying that we found the two <laughs> universities or the three, if you want to throw ASU or NAU into it. But yeah, but like, there, I think there, some schools are kind of, you get what you put in. Um and and then and 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 so whatever level of like if you want it to be a party school some schools it can just be a party school and then some schools yeah. that just doesn't that just doesn't fly the same way and so they're they're just it's just not known for being permissive in that way and yeah like when I went to NAU I, I had no I had zero interaction with the with like Greek life I mean zero. oh yeah it was like in a totally other side of campus to the point where I didn't even realize there were fraternities and sororities at NAU. 
And then someone was like, oh, no, that's got it's got a big active, real active Greek life. I'm like, it does. It does. Where? I just had zero sense of that. So your little little factions of the schools that you go to, you know, it may end up being known for one thing or another. Yeah. You know, if you have any loyalty to Tucson or the U of A, like you're going to you're going to absorb the they just party and their sports aren't as good. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you can just walk down one street and be like, oh huh yeah I guess we have an astronomy program that's very good exactly exactly it does Um, have a great astronomy program it does that was my minor until I dropped it and oh my gosh I would have loved to be uh I would have loved to have go gone down that road and 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 just the initial math involved I really I just kind of floundered I was like (laughs) I can't oh I get it same I was like, I love this stuff. And then I started getting into like a little bit harder of the classes. And I was like, oh, yeah, yikes. And it's not for I mean, I would love I would have loved to have loved math. I would have loved I didn't. It's not like I enjoyed being confused by math or hating math. I I, mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't like, you know, I, I don't think I was as disdainful of that as I was of the Sun Devils. No, um, I, I, I wasn't. I, you know, I nice. think it, I in, you know, in my grumpiest moments, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was the kid who's like, I hate math. Who needs it? But yeah. in my most introspective of moments, I think it really was more just putting something down because it, 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 it sort of worried me that I didn't have a grasp of it with as mm-hmm. much ease as I seemed to have a grasp of other yeah. pieces of like my education same I, I I also I think my dad was very good at math and like can hold uh like he can like multiply multiple digits in his head mm. and like I can hold like two numbers in my head oh my and gosh. I think that really frustrated yeah. me and made like made it even harder for me to get past because like I don't know I can't do that like I I don't yes. have whatever that is and yes. I kind of think if I would have gotten over that a little bit sooner I would be better too but I was just like I guess I don't have that gift like isn't that fun? that's one of my that's one of my main refrains of growing up is how easily some of us just walk like walk away from something because we feel mm-hmm. like when we see other people are better at it we feel like it belongs to them and not us yeah um, constant. and I think that happens all the time with so many people and, and and it can continue through your life and that's one of the coolest things like when you give yourself permission to fail or give yourself permission to be interested in something you thought you weren't allowed to be interested into because the only person who thought that was you <laughs> there yeah. no one else was saying don't like you can't like this yeah, um, I, I mean, have, I'm sure like, in some cases that does happen, but most of my stuff was all self-inflicted, you know? Same. No, I like I am, I think, just in the past few years realizing about myself that I was very much a person that's like, I don't like doing things that I'm bad at. Ugh, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just now being like, just do it. I Stop. know. I know. Isn't that so fun? So what were this? What were some of the things that you were naturally good at that you just kind of allowed to continue in your life because there was a sense of, oh, this must be mm-hmm. this must be meaningful for me because I'm good at it. I think for me, it's like writing and drawing. Like Mm. I remember with writing, like (laughs) I have like I never did two versions of an essay growing up. Like my like I just remember like, all right, like if you guys want to turn in a rough draft and then like we can do the finals, we'll do some corrections. And like I just always got such good grades that I was like, I guess I'm very good at this. Yeah. Like. And now it's kind of a detriment because I, I think maybe it made me not take notes that well. Um, oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, it's like, no, actually, I'm good at this, though. And they're like, yeah, but here's some notes. I'm like, hmm. Oh, 
okay sure <laughs> i a hundred percent completely can relate right absolutely yeah yeah I, I was just reading some old i was um as part of our when when the kind of max fund drive stuff does happen um mm-hmm. i was one of the things that i w- have been planning on and kind of like trying to figure out to do is like to kind of dive into some of my old teenage journals because that's not something I've ever really shared before for as much as I've talked about stuff on the podcast and I Mm -hmm. was reading this entry the other day where I say something about how my junior high my junior year high school English teacher I guess she read a poem of mine aloud in class, which I think based on my bratty description of it sounds like <laughs> she was like praising it. Uh-huh. And it, and I and and I don't think I was that I just don't think I was particularly cocky or shitty in high school, but something about like the thing that troubled me was that once she had read it out loud to a class, it didn't feel personal anymore because she didn't read it the way I had sort of oh. written it. And, which is like fine and good, but the yeah. overarching, like if you just pulled that out and opened it to that page at a glance, you would be like, What an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did she use your poem to show everyone an example of a good poem? Did you not like her interpretation she, she of the, po- the reading the of the poem? <laughs> yeah. My poem, which is extremely good, was meant to be read oh with a British accent. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> How willful. Good Lord. Yeah, right? How um, terribly willful. Yeah. But that's great like, that you were good at drawing. I mean, that's something, mm-hmm. again, that, you know, that... that we all have, I think many of us have those, those things that again, it's like somebody says I was always great at math and I, and I'm envious of that. And I mm-hmm. express that. Um, and drawing, I think is one of those very, that's a big one for a lot of people. A lot of people I'm sure say when you say like, Oh yeah, I always kind of had a you know, propensity for it. I had a knack for it. People are like, Oh, I wish I could draw. That's a, yeah. that's one that I think a lot of us wish like being able to sing well, or, you know what I mean? There's yes, just some things that kind of appeal across the board yet are not necessarily universally common yeah I'm like I think sometimes if anything I start to feel guilty because I'm at this stage with drawing where like I know that I'm I'm good enough to where if I really tried I would be really good Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm like "Eh, I'm good enough like I get by like yeah that's fine yeah but like sometimes I'm like should I take like a couple classes and like actually like sit down and like make myself do a good job I think I'm just not very patient with myself in that regard yeah yeah I get it you know and again it's like would you be more patient with yourself for something completely brand new opposed to something that you kind of uh, I associate and identify yourself as not needing to have to be patient yeah about, oh great know? point like maybe yeah. you give yourself more if it was like you're gonna loon the, the flugelhorn <laughs> like maybe <laughs> weirdly you would be patient with yourself because you'd know you were starting from nothing versus you know, sort of impatience of like, ugh, but I didn't have to work that hard to get where I am here. Yeah. You know? oh. w- wouldn't it be great if also I was like, oh, I actually do play the fuglehorn. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and then I would devote the rest of the podcast to talking about the fuglehorn for sure. Go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what uh, and 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 so would you smoke a big fat doobie before Mr. W's <laughs> art class <laughs> to get inspired? Um, you know, I had a weird like my freshman and sophomore year. I was a very bad kid, um, and that was mostly because like I had a lot of trouble going on at home. Um, my stepdad was very sick. This is going to get sad real quick, but my stepdad was really sick with cancer and then eventually passed away mm. when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. And so like 
it was this, you know, I like I didn't tell anyone because that's my go to move and was just kind of like, whatever, like uh, I'm fine and I just don't do homework. That's my thing. Mm. Um, and then like after he passed away. Sorry, my dog is barking. It's okay. Um, I like to think that your dog was like, I don't like listening to be critical of sad. yourself. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, calling but- you out on this. <laughs> What is that like? Is he hearing something, or is he He's trying to engage with at you? The cat. Oh, I see. I see. I see. He likes to go under the bed and just bark at the cat where he knows I can't reach him. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's very clever and very annoying. That's uh, so annoying. And I love that he picked this like dramatic moment to be like, ah! I know, I know. Well, my um, my my young dog um, is, you know, about six times a day, he tries to engage my older dog to play. And she she complies maybe one to two times <laughs> out of those six. But it's just enough that he thinks if he just keeps at it, uh-huh. she will eventually every time. So sometimes his barking just goes on for right? ever. Yeah. Because he's like, it works sometimes. So I just, yeah, some, I just keep just, at it. I'll keep yeah. doing this and then I'll get what I want. And you're like, no. Oh. <sighs> it's a really hard thing to train. I'm struggling with it a lot. Yeah. Truly. Anyway. <laughs> I feel um, you. I feel you. So uh, that's interesting okay. that you would. Here you are in this, um, in this sort of uh, emotionally open. People come here to heal from wounds. Uh, yeah. This is where you get sent to try to get over cancer, and I really don't mean that in a, a dismissive way. It is true. It is just yeah. what I'm saying is just a true fact. Oh, absolutely. Where you're sort of in in this environment that is sought after for its spirituality, for its healing, for its openness, um, and here you are going through this very 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 difficult thing for anyone much less a teenager with hormones and everything else going on Mm -hmm. and you're keeping it to yourself yeah I that's I've honestly never thought about it in that respect but you're absolutely right and I think maybe that's why I didn't say anything is because like you know so many people come for like I just need a a fresh start and I just in like these kind of inner, like very personal things. And I was like, I actually don't know how to deal with like this very, like not a, nothing to do with my spirit, but like this physical thing that's happening. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't know anyone who was actually also going through anything similar. Yeah. Uh, and the sad thing to me was that once a few teachers found out, like they were so nice and they Mm. were so like, I'm so sorry. Like I would have, I had I known I would have like basically given you extensions or like whatever you needed like kind of why didn't you tell us right and it's like uh, you know you're a teen you don't I don't know I didn't know how to like I didn't have that kind of relationship with my teachers I thought like I didn't know that was an option so is it so it is that unless kind of a um couldn't could I, I didn't want this to be yet another place where this was sort of going on in a yeah. real central way because you know if if people don't know then at least there's a place where you can sort of walk away from it in a different way as well not to say that's right or wrong but that that, you know I think yeah well yeah you don't want your your the place that you get to escape from it to then yeah like hey are you okay like you're having a good day and you're having a good day and some poor well-meaning teacher is like how are you yes and you're like I was fine I was fine I wasn't thinking about it thank you yes Yeah, yeah precisely Um, and so then after he passed away, actually, I was like, hmm, I don't really, uh, 
want to stay here. Like I, I want to have a, a brighter future. And then I like doubled down on school hmm. um, and was like, I want to go to college. So and this is going to be tricky because we were very poor. And so I had to like very quickly try and get my GPA up so that I could apply for FAFSA and do all that. Yeah. Federal aid stuff. And so it, it was this kind of it, very dark part that ended up being super important for, you know, where I am today. Because I, you know, I don't, I, growing up, I was like, nah, I don't like school. Like, I, I don't care about college. And then very quickly, I was like, oh, yes, I do. Very much. interesting. Do you yeah. feel that that could have gone either way? Or do you think it, it was always going to be that for you? In terms of, um, so, you know, when we deal with loss, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we can walk away from things and we can, or we can double down on things. Like, do you think that there, that there was ever a chance that you could have just sort of like let go of school altogether and just kind of, you know, checked out? Oh, definitely. I think like, I'm feel very lucky, honestly, that I had like the right set of friends at the right time that also cared and like just kind of fell into place. But I think like one different move and I I maybe would have like considered dropping out. Like I was just not into it. it. Like very much that like, I don't get school and school doesn't get me attitude. Totally. And, uh, totally. Yeah. It like really, in fact, when I go back sometimes and like, I'll see people that still live there. I'm like, wow, I was just one step away from, and not that there's anything wrong with still living there. It's a beautiful place. Like we talked about, but, but if you know never... that it's not right for you, yeah, it's, it, exactly. it, it, yeah, I have the same relationship to Tucson. I love it. And I, and, and, and I'm so proud to be from there and I love going back and I completely 100% support the friends of mine who stayed there for whom it worked and was a wonderful, great, healthy decision and they've mm-hmm. flourished. But at the same time, I can have all of those feelings and I can still get a knot in my stomach when I imagine what if I'd stay here. Be, yeah, yeah. Cause it's, and I think that's fair. It's fair. You can, you can hold those two f- feelings. You know what I mean? You can hold yes. those dichotomous feelings. Any of us can. Um, and that's very normal. Yeah, I think so too. Like, what would you guys do? What was your sort of? Because I, I think you know, you probably have a sense of what my um, weekend nights were like in Tucson. <laughs> what, what would, what do sixteen-year-olds or fifteen-year-olds, you know, yeah, go out and do in Sedona on a on a Friday? Well, I think actually, my my kind of response is sort of nothing, but in a really good way for me. Like, I mm-hmm. think. The benefit of both the benefit and the uh, opposite of benefit, which is the word I can't think of right now. Um, detriment, maybe? <laughs> yes, detriment. <laughs> you know, opposite benefit. Oh, please. Um, that happens to me five times a day, and it's always right? with the most simple words. I realized the yeah. other day I have like eight fancy words that I use to sub in <laughs> for same. one very simple word that it's frightening yes. that I can't think of. You're like, I'll never I'm remember that, so we'll go it. with like yeah. accoutrement. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> but uh is that it is like a small and like everything closes at eight PM. Um and so you're kind of forced to be creative with that mm-hmm. time and what you do. Um or not, which is the the bad part, you know. It's like either right. you know, some kids go down and like throw parties at the shooting range and like have bonfires, which is they're fun. Yeah. Um but then occasionally you're like, I don't know, I guess like, do you guys like want to, you know, we, we, we made little short films. That was our like great thing to do when we were bored and we would like screen them for friends. And like, I'm really grateful that 
there wasn't more to do because I don't think we would have done that and like oh absolutely you know like we were just bored enough to be like I don't know do you still have that camcorder let's do something (laughs) just that should be that should be like a a t-shirt that uh, that artistic people have just bored enough (laughs) just bored enough just bored enough to have made something rather than watch something yeah or gone out to somewhere because there was nowhere to go (laughs) yeah um that's perfect I think the other thing that I I look back fondly on now is that like my best friend and I would just um the Sedona airport is on top of a like a giant hill that overlooks Mm -hmm. the whole city and so at night we would just go drive up there and just hang out in one of our cars and look at the city absolutely I cannot I mean that was really the I mean if I'm honest like that was my kind of my favorite thing Mm -hmm. to do and maybe that's true for a lot of us like just to just to be somewhere with friends, like kind of taking it all in and, yeah. and feeling uh, that feeling of of being a part of something, but being removed from it at the same time, I think is um, like a really important feeling to have as a young person. I don't know. I've never thought about it before, but mm-hmm. I really feel like that sounds so cliche and kind of silly. But I think that that there is a literal perspective that maybe you get if you give yourself the gift of I mean maybe not necessarily going up and like having sex with someone in a car is a little <laughs> right. bit of a different experience but if you're contemplatively just talking with good friends oh, and yeah. sort of looking out over a horizon like there's a, there's something kind of important about that I think oh. for your development <laughs> I can't yeah, believe I'm saying like, this no, like I need true. to teach a course in in perspective of what <laughs> like stargazing and city gazing but I kind of think that's a thing yeah, I think some of my, like, fondest memories, though, like, were just that. And, like, to, to describe them, like, I couldn't tell you what we talked about or, like, yeah anything. But it did feel like that's where you become a person or, like, become yeah. yourself. Yes. You, like, are posing just enough, like, what do we think about this thing? And, like, I don't know. These weird big questions that, like, I think as an adult I would, like, feel embarrassed to talk about. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, we don't. I we don't. totally know what you, <laughs> you mean. Know? Absolutely. But then it was like, yeah, like, this is important that we're talking about this. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. <sighs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. <laughs> Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic! It's the the words for biography and picture. All right, that is enough. Ahoy! I'm Dave Holmes. I am the host of the rebooted podcast formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree! Oh my gosh, I can't believe uh, how much the time has flown. I want to get into oh my this, God. Uh, this MASH game oh, yes. with you, uh, which I'm very excited to do. Um, yes. I would like to start with let's do three vistas uh, either that you have seen or that you have never seen that you would like to be able to just take in and just sort of 
have a breath and a, and a, and a feeling of removal from the moment by moment that I think we're all very much in right now for very good reason. But let's give you the breath of like just being out in a like, vista somewhere in the ooh, world, three places. That would be fun just vistas. to take it all in and just be. Okay. Um, I think my number one is I really want to see like the Northern Lights. Ugh, I know, right? Yeah, it's that's still. This is embarrassing, but there are certain things that I think, even though I know they're real, some part of me feels like I'm not going to really believe that they're real until I see them. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's 100%. how an eclipse was. Solar eclipse, like full solar eclipse. I kind of felt like, what's the big deal? Northern <laughs> Lights. I'm like, this feels like fairy tale. Like mm-hmm. I'm not sure this is real. And then possibly a tornado, although that I think seems more dangerous. But part Definitely. of me is like, I need. Are these real? Yes, please. Nashville. Yeah. I know they're real. All the places that have been hurt. I know they're real. <laughs> But yes. but when you when you don't grow up with something and it seems so alien to you that it feels almost like a monster of fiction or a or a a, a fairy tale treasure of fiction yes. like Northern Lights, it's like oh I need to see this for myself. Well, it feels like a thing that would be written in a book and you'd be like, what? Yeah. What do you mean the sky Absolutely. was just like weird colors? Like what do you? Absolutely. That doesn't mean anything. But it's just yeah. real. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's been one lately. Um. Okay, other vistas. The Sahara? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because uh, we are, you know, as little desert creatures, but I would love to just see blank desert. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. I haven't either. Great. And anywhere in New Zealand. I yeah. just want to be a little hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> agreed. Oh, God, agreed. Okay. Uh, next category, let's do three... <laughs> let's do three you can okay this is going to be different from the you can have whatever mm-hmm. food you want and none of it's bad for you category which i always have to stick in Ooh, but this is okay. very specific to you um so it's a separate category but three specific <gasps> foods from tucson that you wish were oh available my God, for sale this is my dream questions oh okay <laughs> <laughs> well i guess now i'm thinking restaurants but the little cafe pococosa Definitely. Um, oh, yeah. For, for listeners who, for, yes. Uh, World renowned. Just, World renowned, yet most people so have never good. heard of it. It's just these two <laughs> sisters that own this wonderful yeah. restaurant. And they're, when you walk into the little Cafe Pococosa, you have to give the owner a hug. Um, or she gets kind of, that's mm. true. <laughs> Not right now, you don't. Sorry, that was a so very true, grim though. thing to have to say. But I she gets kind of mad at you if you don't, and mm. I love it. There, it's like a she's like a stern oh, grandmother that I've never, I've wonderful. never got to have. Um, I mean, I had grandparents, but whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, okay, the second <laughs> one would be this one is cute. Um, my friend Eric is a chef, and every like. At once every month, he would throw a big dinner party for everyone when he would just try out new recipes. And so I wish that was here. Wonderful. <laughs> and not all of EG's, but like EG's French fries with their ranch. Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. God, you're right. I had it's all weird about that, the fries. Like I forgot about like I was trying okay. to think of like, hmm, what's a good dish from, ah, gosh, I don't know. And then I was like, what about just <laughs> EG's? Like, <laughs> Totally. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. I gotcha. I zinged you. Did. I took you right back. I to want EG's. it now. Um, 
Oh, okay. Uh, let's do the let's let's jump into the romance category. So this can be three people. I don't mm-hmm. care if they're cartoons, animals, uh, people who have died, people from a certain age or era, uh, somebody from a book, anyone. Three people that it would be fun Ooh. to have romantic escapades okay. with in this alternate universe. Okay. Um, I as a as a bisexual woman, this will be very fun. Um, <laughs> okay. I would agreed. say Rooney Mara in. Uh, when she's all goth in um, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the yeah. girl with etc. That would be one. Yeah. Um, Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. <laughs> Great. And Idris Elba. Whenever. I know. He's really Just, something. It's been so funny to track like the pe- like like each I know. announcement of like another celebrity has been tested positive for coronavirus. Ugh, it, I mean, I'm. Oh. We can't. We. Can't. If it helps, listen, if it helps people go like, oh, oh, this can happen to anyone and that like that angle of our celebrity True. culture is helpful yeah. in any way, then fine. And but also weirdly though, I'm like, funny. he just can handle it. He'll be fine. He's he's I a know. strong man. He can handle anything. <laughs> yes. Somehow it makes yeah. him sexy. Like, he's like, oh, he's sick. Oh, I'll go take care yeah. of him. <laughs> oh, can I care? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay, um, let's do, we'll see. Your mention of Harry Potter mm-hmm. definitely makes me want to ask uh, three <laughs> mythological places that it would be fun to Ooh, okay. go on um, vacation. Well, now I'm just on Harry Potter world, but like, okay, if, if I'm allowed to answer totally that. Fine. Yeah, yeah. You um, can live in there if you yeah, want Yeah, anywhere. I think, honestly, like Hogsmeade, the little, just the town off to the side sounds lovely. Agreed. Like, I'm not even a big fan of Avatar, but I will say that they did a good job with, like, making that forest seem like a place I'd like to be. And... Agreed. Whoville. <laughs> oh, great. I, I not, great, great. Yeah. Nice twist I was gonna do, I, like, I, I love sci-fi and there's lots of cool worlds, but, like, Whoville's just a step away that I'm like, yeah, I'd like to live there. <laughs> It's great. It's great. It's a great choice. Um, okay. Next category, let's do three artists, but they don't have mm-hmm. to be, you know, illustrative artists. It can be artists okay. on whatever level that means to you that you would love to spend an afternoon with from any place and time okay. and for whatever reason. Um, Neil Gaiman, I guess she's not technically an artist, but Amelia Earhart came to mind. Cool. Right. I'll accept She's it. an artist I'll of her own craft. And who else just like, when I watch them, seems like my friend, you know? Jim Carrey, but like 20 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, yeah, but like... No offense, Jim Carrey. No. <laughs> I think I'd be like so stressed to hang out with him now. Yep. I'd be like, I cannot, I can't keep up. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, okay, next category will be three, let's do three, oh, I just finished listening to um, the first mm. four episodes of Cat People from Long Reads, which is about people <gasps> who keep exotic wow. big cats. It's very, oh. actually kind of a depressing podcast, but it's it's feels like, real, it's very, very interesting, and it feels, it's one of those podcasts that you sort of feel like yeah. it's important to know um what a problem this actually is uh again everything sort of falls away a little bit in the light of everything that's going on I was listening to it going like (laughs) yes this is a problem but when you talk about a big problem in the United States (laughs) yes suddenly 
Yeah, you're <laughs> not like signing up for petitions way. right now. Uh, but it is really interesting. Yeah. So this is actually like flying in defiance yeah. of that in a way that I'm a little ashamed of, but it but it has put the idea in my mind. These are animals. It is categorically, for any number of reasons, a very mm-hmm. bad idea for you to have as a pet. This is just in the alternate universe, which we all agree is yeah. not this world. So no one, please go out and buy a cougar. Uh, uh, animals that three animals that it would be fun if all of the positive stuff were right. positive and there was nothing negative to oh, have as a pet is, okay, slash companion. Much easier. Um, <laughs> a raccoon, okay. which I know isn't that wild. But you can't have them, and I am obsessed with their little hands. Okay, you are my sister forever. I spend at least part of every right? day thinking about raccoon hands. If you come, you have to come over when it's time for people to come over to each other's houses because every room has like really? six hidden raccoon <gasps> things in it. <laughs> or yeah. some some are more obvious. Oh, but there's I love just that. a lot of raccoon. Have you seen the video of that raccoon house. riding a little yeah. bicycle? Yes. You're like, yeah, today, that, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, you can presidency. do it, little guy. Um, my second one, I would honestly just, because you said it already, but like, I would love a cheetah. I would feel so powerful. Yeah. And the, my third one will just be a bear, which is even more powerful and also extremely cute. There you go. <laughs> Baby bears also really do it for me because they also have little hands. Agreed. I think I like animals with hands. I know. Huh. Yeah. I know. I get it. Huh. I get it. Huh. <laughs> um, okay, great. Uh, third, uh, third category. No, not at all third category. This is our second to last category, in fact. Um, let's do... Okay, I'm going to do this. This is, a, this is a shout out to your dad. You. Hats off to your dad. Three <laughs> modes of transport, whether okay. real or imagined, that it would be okay. fun to get around. Number one is submarine for me. Uh, great. That's great. You know, I've done this. I do this category every really? once in a while and no one has ever said that. And now when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, no I mean, it's like a dream of mine that That's like, I guess it's possible, but like, I want the cartoonish version of a submarine where it's just like giant windows everywhere and I get to just buzz around the ocean. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 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 You have a perfect view of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fish come ensconced. up and like say yeah. hi. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> That's right. That's hi. right. I, I'll give my dad a shout out and say hydro balloons are awesome. I've been in them plenty of times, but like to actually travel in one sounds sick. And oh, well, a broom. Great. Great, great, great. Yeah. Hot air balloons. Um, again, like at being being from Arizona, I know that there are some places that they are that hot air balloon festivals yeah. and things like that are more ubiquitous. Um, Arizona certainly is a place that has its fair share of hot air balloon mm-hmm. presence and going getting up at like 4 30 in the morning and driving out to wherever it's yeah. happening and watching the hustle and bustle as the sun mm-hmm. is rising and then seeing the balloon start to fill up that is like that is like magic like like real life right? magic to a child I mean it really feels like is this and really I like happening? growing up felt so like I actually know how it works like I was like a little bit sh- shitty about yeah. it I was like um Oh, you're like, my dad um, yeah, does actually, that. Yeah. And like, cause like he would, growing up, I would go out and crew for him, which was just me kind of being in the way, yeah. I feel like. But he, um, <laughs> so I like knew how they like unfolded the balloon in a special way. And like I knew how they packed it all up. And I was like, yeah, I, I actually get how it works. I'm, I'm pretty much work it. Right? I say work that knowledge. Absolutely. You're allowed I'm to sorry, brag do you mean about the gondola? It, for sure. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, is it a basket? I'm sorry. It's a gondola. Thank you. 
this conversation is over. <laughs> Bye. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Now, see, I put a lot of pressure on myself for the Ooh, final okay. category. So final category. Um, this is just, a, again, a sort of shout out to uh, things that are going on mm-hmm. right now and people being a little stressed. There's a there's a, a hidden secret room of requirement type yeah. of room in your house that doesn't take up any real space, but yet okay. it could be huge that um, there are three different things like it, it can become one of three different rooms, all of which are uh, the, you know, would help you relax. Ooh. So like your what what are your three relaxed rooms look like and what okay. do you have in them? One is like suddenly I step out and there's like a bunch of trees around and just a hammock. Great. Um, one is like like a classic looking like wooden study with like an old chair and like all the books smell old and uh yeah yeah and like there is a a dog sleeping next to a fireplace i was gonna say it sounds like the kind of place that you go in feeling stressed and being like i'll just Mm -hmm. read a good book but it's so cozy when you sit down in the chair that you instantly relax and you you never yeah you you never read in there actually you just hold a book (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) love it um and then the last one i think would be like the classic like like spa photos you see where it's like um, a lot of plants around and like big like big windows where it's like a very pretty view. Yeah. And then like two types right. of jacuzzis. And I don't fully understand why they're different personally, but I know that they are different. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll dunk in one and, and she'll Great. be like, oh, yeah, I think this one is saltier. Yeah. Yeah, Great. that's right. That's right. You float more. Uh, that one had the other one has more. Br- 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 exactly. Bromium. I just made up a chemical. I love bromium. Okay, spa room. Spa room. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do my little squiggle that allows me to um, get the results of this. So uh, just tell me when Mm. to stop. Stop. Let me count these up. Um, I think what's easiest to do is maybe um, we can just, I'll just quietly work on this in silence for a second. uh, And then Julian can just chop out the silence. Because if we stop recording, we have to like reset, blah, blah, blah. So let me just, okay. Oh, oh my goodness. God. Okay. I am very yeah? pleased. Oh. Very okay. pleased with the <laughs> results. Um, gosh, where do I start? Okay. First of all, mm, I want to like fit these all together because a lot of them really oh, work, really work together. <laughs> okay. Number one, I want to congratulate <sighs> you on your ability to get around yes. my broom great which works for me on a number okay. of levels I like to think that the broom the actual like broom like the the sort of the wood from the broom came from one of the <gasps> trees in your room of requirement that is so relaxing and calm and has the yes. hammock hanging in it I like to think that somehow it's almost like where exactly. your wand comes from it's like your broom comes from the woods of your Ugh. quiet um uh and, calm like, that's place. where the magic comes from so, obviously yeah exactly exactly so that's happening the idea of you flying on your broom while you're watching the northern lights is kind of amazing when you have had that adventure and are ready to land why don't you go ahead and just land in Hogsmeade this is ideal I know where by the by you have a mansion great (laughs) (laughs) that's where your mansion is your mansion is in Hogsmeade and 
if you just go round the corner, tucked into yeah. Hogsmeade is a little Catholic Cosa. Oh, I'm ready to hug her. Yes. She's she's gonna there. She's gonna be so comfortable. Those two sisters are oh, gonna yeah. fit right in. They're gonna be Honestly, totally happy. Yeah. Being <laughs> Not to be outdone. You are having uh, these adventures with the very uh, sexy, complicated, fascinating, and beautiful Rooney Mara in the Girl with a Gra- Dragon Tattoo. God. Coupled with your uh, friendship, or at least your afternoon of fun times with twenty years ah! Jim Carrey. Oh, it's we're so delighted. Along, okay. I know, and alongside, alongside you for all of these adventures, if you want, uh, you're a raccoon. Oh my god! Yeah, he can just be with me the yeah. whole time. I know. <gasps> I know. Oh no! Isn't now that amazing. It's incredible. Okay, a I forgot how fun this game was. B. <laughs> <laughs> B. I like. It also made me a little bit sad. I was like, it won't be real. I'm gonna end this show, and I'm gonna be like, oh, I know. Man. I know all of this stuff is going to like implant its way into your dreams for the next couple of weeks. So you'll just have these like wonderful adventures in your dreams, if nothing else. But, you know, listen, this could all still come true. Uh, Yeah, I I think so. Yeah. Uh, Alexis, this has been such a wonderful uh, break in the day. What I feel so refreshed. I had such a fun time uh, chatting. And uh, I, of course, just remind everyone where they can find you, enjoy more of your work. Yes. Um, I am obviously on the social media. I think I'm Alexis B. Preston pretty much everywhere. Or if you type that in, I come up. Um, and obviously I am the co-host of Can I Pet Your Dog uh, here on Maximum Fun. Um, and then I also produce a little sci-fi fiction podcast called Hollow Public Radio. So if that is more your vibe, that exists. Right on. Yeah. Uh, wonderful, my friend. Well, I hope to see you um, in real life or on a streaming thing or something soon. Yeah, same. Um, I'll be thinking about you and your dog and him torturing your cat. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I'll talk to you soon. And everybody else, thanks for listening to the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported